0: Thanks for tuning in to the camper van podcast. If you're hearing this intro, it's because you're not listening to the premium feed access to that feed is free and you can sign up at vansage.com to get it. So why sign up for the premium feed? Well, for one valuable exclusive content, I'll say more about that at the end of this episode. I had a, an old uncle who, uh, really interesting old guy he he had actually installed the first phone lines in the the Seattle area way back in the day obviously worked for the bell corporation or whoever whoever that was uh, anyway he was also an avid RVer. he and my aunt in the last 15 or 20 years of of their lives traveled all over uh, the US after his retirement and I have a lot of stories about Uncle Frank, but, <laughs> but this one relates to this, this episode uh, of the Camper Van Podcast. Uh, one day he told me that he had gone to have his oil changed in his car, and he brought his own filter and his own oil because he wanted to make sure that they put in the highest quality oil and the right oil for his car. And apparently he did this all the time. And then when he got back home after the oil change, he he noticed that they had charged him uh, for oil on the receipt. So he drove back across town, and anyway, <laughs> yeah. So so this I, I wanted to talk a bit about: should you change your own oil? Now the pros and cons of changing your own oil. Now, obviously, this isn't for you if you're you have absolutely no desire in doing any mechanical stuff on your vehicle um or or maybe you don't have a garage not that a garage is required but or maybe you're just traveling all the time and and you don't have time to 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 do it uh, i'll offer some some uh resistance to to all those things in this episode but it's not for everyone uh, but there are some advantages to doing it yourself and i'd like to point some of those out uh, advantages that i've discovered on my own. And I think Uncle Frank probably should have done his own <laughs> instead of paying somebody to do it if he was going to be so so picky. Uh, you know, For I don't have a sprinter. Some of you do, I know, uh, obviously. And I was thinking, well, it's got to be complex because everything about the sprinter is crazy and complex. But I thought, well, I'll just take a look. So I got on YouTube and, and I actually found a channel called Mercedes Sprinter DIY, which I, I recommend. He... He just does a great job of explaining very carefully a lot of things about the sprinters, and he has one particular episode, oil changing. I think it's between 2007 and 2019 model sprinters, and it's as simple as any other vehicle, so you can do it. Let's see what else. Yeah, getting back to the do you need a garage, you really don't. As long as it's dry out, and, and heck, even if it's not, if you if you don't mind a little drizzle, all you need to do is is get under the vehicle and and put a pan under there and drain the oil. Of course, there's more to it than that, but point is you don't you don't need to be undercover and you don't need a special floor or, or lots of equipment. And in fact, the gear necessary to to change your oil can be carried in in your vehicle. It's it's almost nothing. Uh, we'll get I'll get into more of that in a minute. Now let's talk about more pros uh, of changing your own oil it's almost always faster to do it yourself once you have a routine in place. So for example, I have a galvanized, uh, like animal feeding pan. It's the big, I think it's probably 20 inches across and about four inches deep. And I just keep that on a high shelf in my garage. Again, you you don't need to have, have that, but in, in my case, since I have access to a garage right now and, and some storage, that's nice to have and it and it's the perfect size and my van holds 5 quarts so that works the sprinter by the way holds something like 12 quarts so you need a big bucket and cut it down and stuff uh but and apparently uh you can do it in in the video that i mentioned he he did it without jacking the vehicle up at all or anything like that the, he just cut down like a 2 gallon bucket a little bit and it fit under there but Anyway, you can also use disposable pans and there are pans available at dollar stores and of course at any uh any auto supply or big box place with a like Fred Meyer with a with an automotive section. Anyway, it's often quicker to do to do it yourself to change your oil yourself because you think about it, you've uh, some places you have to make an appointment and even if you don't, you have to drive across town. Oftentimes there's a line or there's one or two people in front of you and now you're sitting in the lobby or in your van waiting for your turn, and you know the thought process is, well, I'll get something else done. You know, I'll bring my computer. Come on, do we really do that? And I've found I can change my oil now in under about twenty-five minutes, probably closer to fifteen minutes if I were to rush it. But you don't want to rush something like that. And so taking my time, it's twenty to thirty minutes, and I know it gets done right, and I know the materials that get used. That's one of the things that's often discussed on uh, mechanical auto repair forums is. Uh, and Facebook groups and all that is what kind of oil are are they using at Jiffy Lube and the various other uh, fast oil changing places and how can you possibly know if they're using the right oil and if the oil is of high quality and you know they've got these kids working there and are they doing it right and there are horror stories of well they left the drain pan pan plug loose and you know a hundred miles later my crankcase was empty and things like that. And can you prove it? And uh, do you get to buy a new motor? Now, on the other hand, obviously you can just get on Google and you can find the highest rated quick oil change places and go there and you'll be fine at any rate. It is a concern. It's something that people think about, something that I think about anyway. So what else? Uh, It's cheaper, definitely cheaper to change your own oil. I always get these great deals at O'Reilly's and oftentimes for under $25, I can get a five quart Jug of oil plus a filter, and you're not gonna ch- you're not gonna get your oil changed for for that kind of money by someone else. And, but again, for me, it mostly comes down to the time. Even if it were forty dollars at the oil change place, I'd still rather save the time. I don't want to spend two hours dealing with with a shop that's going to change my oil. And I think for the most part, it's a two hour commitment at least to go somewhere and have it done. It's an opportunity to inspect the condition of your oil pan and other equipment in that area underneath the van. Oftentimes, you can see belts, and of course, you can see shocks and struts and springs and and all that stuff. And you know, while you're down there, you can glance around, bring a flashlight, glance around, you know, see what's going on down there. It's if you're not mechanically inclined, changing your own oil is a great way to ease yourself into mechanical things, and to become familiar with with that aspect of your van, which is it's the lifeblood of the van. If you run low, too low on oil, or run out of oil, or don't change your oil at the recommended mileage, and in fact, you know most mechanics will say no, don't wait for the recommended mileage. Do it every five thousand or seven thousand or Substantially uh, less than some auto manufacturers recommend, and especially in older vehicles, I'm in the habit of changing every 5,000 miles, and and my my motors last forever. I, I've never had, uh, okay, let, <laughs> I won't say never. When I was 17, I blew up an F-150 motor because I didn't I didn't even check the oil. I was just a stupid young driver, and and um, what's that knocking? Anyway, <laughs> I'm I'm not going to get into that. It's embarrassing except to say that it happened and I learned my lesson big time. So don't do it that way. Don't (laughs) do as I say, not as I do. So anyway, it's a good way to ease yourself into the mechanical aspects of your vehicle if you're not mechanically inclined, because it really is very simple. So now I'll talk a little bit about the how-to and what you need. I can't get too much into how-to because every vehicle is different and there are quirks and and specifics about every vehicle. And, and it and it really doesn't make sense for, for me to tell you how I do it exactly in my current minivan uh, camper, because it's going to be slightly different for your vehicle. Uh, suffice it to say that one thing that's important, first of all, you want your motor to be warm, the warmer, the better up to a point. So make sure you've got at least 15 minutes of driving on it or so because oil is thinner when it's hotter, and you want as much of the old oil to drain out of, of the crankcase as possible when when you're removing the old oil. So that's kind of step one. And then also, when you go to drain the oil, some will say, will recommend loosening the oil cap. I actually prefer to take the oil cap off completely, the filler cap that is, you know, up on top of the motor. And the reason for that is it's another reminder <laughs> that you've just drained your crankcase before you close the hood, right? So so if if the cap is just loose and let's say something comes up and I go and I oh, oh my gosh, I got to run. I'm much less likely to just close the hood and move on if if that oil cap is off. So and and okay, so the reason for loosening or removing the oil cap is is because it's kind of like if you you know with a water container, you need a you need a vent at the top for for water to flow out. At the bottom, at the spigot, right. So that's the case also with your your crankcase. You you need that airflow from the top. So that's part step one. Then, as far as what you need, I recommend leather, uh, rubber gloves. You know, or latex, or latex free, or whatever you need uh, to protect your hands. You need an oil pan. One or two funnels, depending on what you do with the oil afterwards, we'll get into that in a second. uh, the proper wrench for your particular drain plug oil pan uh drain plug nut, or bolt rather and it's typically somewhere between twelve and sixteen millimeters, and then a filter wrench for for some vehicles or or some situations, and a filter wrench is just a strap wrench that wraps around the oil filter and gives you a few inches of leverage to get it started now keep in mind it's not necessary to tighten your oil filter to the point where it needs a wrench for removal but if this vehicle's new to you or you've been uh, negligent in changing your oil for a long time oftentimes that filter the seal on the filter will have seized up a little bit and, and you'll need a wrench to take it off so it's it's just good to have a filter strap wrench and they're cheap and something that doesn't take up a lot of space so that when it does come time cuz it's the worst thing to drain your oil you've got one vehicle right and you go to drain your you drain your oil and then you go to change the filter and it's done in that order by the way and you can't get the filter off now you have to put fresh oil in on top of a dirty filter <laughs> to go drive to get a, a filter wrench. And, you know, obviously then you're just going to wait for the next oil change. So so keep that filter uh, handy. Paper towels, a bunch of paper towels, forget, you know, saving the environment right now. You're going to use a bunch of paper towels. You can use a rag if you're diligent you want to put the rag in the, in some solvent later and that's fine. But um I just use paper towels. I I since I reuse my oil pan every time and it's a it's a, a galvanized metal pan, I keep I use some kind of a solvent. Typically I just use some some gasoline like like for your lawnmower and I'll just I'll just pour a quarter cup or so into the pan after I've I've taken the old oil out and I'll use that to wipe out the my oil pan so that it's clean ish and I can store it without it, and the gasoline evaporates very quickly so for getting on the ground under the vehicle if you have a nice smooth garage floor and you have a creeper that's awesome it's obviously the best way and you probably wouldn't need this <laughs> episode if you're if you have a creeper which is just a board with wheels on it to easily roll around underneath the vehicle obviously if you're if you're out on the road and you're going to change your oil at, you know, in some campsite or, or a, a Walmart parking lot or a rest stop or something, then you're not going to have a creeper. So you can use a drop cloth, and that can just be a piece of plastic or an old blanket. Um, I, I keep a, an old, dirty piece of, of uh, plywood in the garage. I would use a blanket uh, uh, if I were doing it out on the road. So that's about it for the pros and cons of changing your own oil. You know, again, the, the cons are few. Um, mostly they're, I don't want to get dirty. <laughs> and, and and I totally understand that. And, and there are some things that I won't touch on my van that I, or my cars, which I'd much rather have a professional deal with. But with changing my oil, you know, the biggest pros are, are uh, making sure it all gets done right and saving the time and money. So that's it. I'll see you on the road. Once again, if you're hearing this, it's because you're not getting the premium fee. Head over to Vansage.com and enter your email address for exclusive access to free, valuable stuff. So what do you get? This is a daily podcast, but we only release six episodes on this public feed each week. Episode seven is only for premium members. When you sign up at Vansage.com, not only do you get early access to the Campervan podcast episodes, you also get episode seven. Each week, I'll send you a link to download in advance all seven episodes for that week. Also, you get the Vansage.com newsletter that includes exclusive articles and links to awesome van life stuff not available on the site or the podcast. I won't spam you or sell your email address. That would be ridiculous. I value your trust and promise not to abuse it. Again, all this is free, so head to Vansage.com and enter your email address. Don't miss out on the valuable, free, exclusive extras. Okay, I have a favor to ask you. Please help get the word out. Nothing beats word of mouth, and the best way to achieve that in the modern era is to share the link to the Camper Van Podcast on social media, such as Facebook, Instagram, your blog, YouTube channel, or other platforms. You can also send it old-school style via email or even text message. Also, iTunes reviews are much appreciated. If you feel compelled to head over to iTunes and give us five stars, that would be wonderful. Okay, thanks again for tuning in, and I will see you on the road. I got the blue so-and-so, and it's all got the blue about me. It's my armful. I've been crying.